Report a shot fired at officers trying to stop the vehicle. We have uh, one officer shot. We got shots fired. Settling automatic firearm. Copy, covered. Shots fired. We have an active shooter. We have an active shooter inside the fairground. Now it's Shots Fired with your host, T.J. Kurgan, Dinah Death Milberg, and the lovely Crystal Powers. Yeah, fish. Oh, yeah, he got it right. That was, that was always, it's always a test to see if he's paying attention to who, you know, who is in the building. It's true. You know who's not in the building? Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we've been yeah. churching it up. Crystal yeah. Powers. Crystal Powers. Yeah, with a K. Yeah. You, at one of them fancy things above the A. Crystal, if you're listening, um, you're supposed to be here on Thursdays. Should I? I I don't even have. I've never even like produced a recorded intro with all three, with Crystal included or Crystal. I thought included. you did a long time ago. No, I don't know. No, yeah. I've never had a recorded one. Well, oh. I, I would like add it in. You know. You know. Yeah. So what you got to do? So <clears throat> you know how the radio station does that? Uh, just tap that app. You know that the the sexy app thing. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. should do, do the same voice when you say Crystal Powers. She'll love that. Get producer Dan. Yeah, it's a good thing she rides a Harley Davidson and is not listening to us right now. Uh, I'm, well, no, never mind. I was going to say, I mean, most helmets have... Oh, you guys have the you guys have the tooth that's but blue. It's, it's not radio, so I mean, unless she's streaming it on her phone. Yeah, we don't have our new antenna yet either. So depending on where she's at, she that's can't hear point. us unless yeah. she unless she like might you know maybe she commutes through Union and that's why she's not here. That could be. Could be. That could be. Could be. So yesterday, um, well, first of all, welcome to Shots Fired. I'm your host, T.J. Kurgan, uh, A.K.A. Sig, M.F.N. Glockenkolt. And uh, they call me the local warlord. It's true. And my uh, partner crime here, introduce yourself. Dinah Death Milberg. By the way, we have those local warlord hoodies on the way. Oh, local warlord hoodies are on the way at Tactical SH Asterisk T. Tis the season we decided, so I snuck that in last minute on our order, and they said not a problem. Our local warlord t-shirt is the number one selling t-shirt at Tactical SH Asterisk T. Yeah, it really, it, it, it completely kills it because, you know, how did I get my local warlord moniker? It started out as I was a gun guy, right? Uh, it, you know, there, a lot of you listening are probably gun guys True. or gals, gun girls, gun bunnies. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for that <laughs> one. Um, but uh, when I was a gun guy. So what's a gun guy, Alex? Someone who is into not just guns, but all aspects of it. You know, yeah. you've got guys who own guns, and then you have gun guys. Right, okay. So Two the, very different things. Well, okay, let, what is the difference between a gun so, guy and a guy that owns guns? guy that owns guns is just that. He owns guns. You know, he'll take his old .30-06 with five rounds to the range to confirm zero before deer hunting. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the guy that owns a gun can also have an AR-15. Yeah. No, they do. They often do. Many many of them do. Every once in a blue moon, they'll take it to the range. They'll shoot a couple rounds. But that's it. They're they're not really part of the lifestyle. It's not an identity or part of who they are. It's not a a passion. No. No. They don't think, man, I really need to get to the range and work on some drills and man, you know, I'm, it's time to upgrade my bet. That does not yeah, go. They're not, they're not thinking ballistics. They're no. not thinking powder and bullet weight. They're no, not, they're no. not thinking, you know, the difference between a delayed blowback and a, you know, or a piston and a gas powered gun, yep. you know, they, they just know it goes bang and puts a hole in things. Yeah. And uh, they like them. Yes. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, <clears throat> but that is not one of their weekend hobbies. Whereas right. a gun guy, 
understands ballistics, possibly even builds his own rifles, gets all the gear to go with it, um, keeps up with current trends, um, buys into all aspects of it, understands the inner workings of his Glock or pistol or whatever he has and how it works, understands the inner workings of his AR-15 and how it works. I. Well, wait a minute. I'm a gun guy, and I thought I understood the inner workings of my Glock, <clears throat> which made it impossible to go off upon being dropped. But uh, evidently, I was wrong. You weren't wrong. The company who made that trigger was wrong. Yeah, well, we don't know if it was a trigger yet. We're True. still thinking it might be the uh, the plunger spring. But uh, I digress. I'm just saying, sometimes gun guys can be wrong. It happens. It yeah. does happen. And they argue about it on the internet. Non-stop. Yeah, absolutely. So so we, we've talked about a, a Guys that have guns, and then yes. we have gun guys. Yes. Right? Guns that have guys. I mean, that too. I'm technically, ooh, do you have your gun or does your gun have you? That'd be a good t-shirt. Wow. What That's gender are deep. your guns? When you refer to your guns, do you do you use a he or a she gender? My uh, I, my guns identify as gender fluid. I don't, really? Yeah, Mine I are binary. Touche. Because they go both ways. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> what? So anyway, there's so many different ways that could go. Binary triggers, you know, you, it goes off when you pull it, and it, you don't and even it, actually and it goes off when binary you, when you let is it the go. funny part. You mean you mean in the in the in the connotation of um, of uh, sexual preference? No, period. Oh, <laughs> that's the. Please explain part. it to me, Mister College Degree. No, you don't own a binary trigger, though. As far as I'm aware, <clears throat> you don't actually have any. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. I, I also never owned a bump stock, but they paid for my house. <laughs> the irony of how that works. <laughs> uh, because I'm a gun guy, and I sold bump stocks to guys yeah. with guns. What? No, that is the perfect way to explain it. Yeah, yeah no, that summarizes it well. Because, you know, most gun guys, you know, they see, they see the beauty of a bump stock as a, uh, as a, as a novelty. Yeah. Uh, but they also know that it's completely combat ineffective, and there's no possible way it was used in a shooting in Vegas by one guy yeah. no. and 18 different rifles to put that consistent rate of fire on a target. Funny you say that. You know how your history on Facebook will show stuff? Yeah. Um, when that Vegas shooting happened, I clicked. I had clicked on my history that day, and it was a conversation with multiple other people who were watching it as it happened, asking, hey, what's with the SUV full of guys who got out at that other casino? Hey, yeah, no, there's definitely multiple shooters. Yeah, it sounds like the 240 is being used in the comments. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've done – this isn't where we're going with this show. We just got off on a, on a rabbit trail, but I've, I've done – my own gun guy audio analysis, and I can tell you that there was at least two guns being fired. It's 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 obvious, and and one of them was most likely a two forty. Even the way it was being fired is what's known as plunging fire. I mean, it's literally textbook definition of plunging fire yeah. for a two forty. I I thought plunging fire was just shooting at something from higher than it. You're plunging the rounds down in. Is there a method to plunging fire? Uh, like there's a, like a rate of fire. No, like the cadence? cone of fire. The way they're hitting people mm -hmm. and the amount of people going down is similar with what you would see in plunging fire. It's going to be more effective with a machine gun than any any sort of semi-auto rifle, even with a bump stock. Right. Uh, pop quiz, a hole. In a plunging fire situation on concrete pavement, what do you want to do? Do you want to a get on the ground? Or B, stay upright. That's a hard one because, I mean, if you Let's stay say upright. say stay upright and find hard cover. Stay upright and find hard cover most yeah. likely because you're going to catch ricochets. 
Right, because everybody that hits the ground in a plunging fire situation is when the bullet hits the ground, it travels. It follows the ground. Yeah, same it, with when it hits walls. That's it, why it, they tell you to stay bullet, on walls. Bullets follow walls. Bullets follow ground. Yeah. So if rounds are plunging into the ground, you know, I'd rather get shot in my ankle than in my head. Uh, so typically, laying on the ground covering your head like it's a tornado drill in high school is not a good idea if there's an elevated shooter. No. These are the kind of conversations that are had on this show by gun guys. True story. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Anyway, so let's go back to the gun guy thing and the guy with a gun yeah. thing. It's an interesting conversation that just happened to happen. I, I think so. At least I don't know. You know what? If you're a gun guy or a guy with a gun, call us and tell us. At 636-224-6300, 636-224-6300, and please, please be someone new. We have fans, but we have like only three of them, so I'd love to meet the rest of you. Um, gun guys, I was a gun guy. Yeah. Yeah, and now I say I was a gun guy because I evolved into a local warlord. Yes. So guys with guns or guys that go, that even if they're a first-time buyer with a gun or first time guy going to get a gun. And when I say guy, come on, ladies, I mean people. Okay. Person it's just, in it's just easier to say guys, hey, you know, you guys, I would say that if it was a room full of men and women. Correct. So I can't believe we're even talking gender on this show. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So a gun guy goes to, I'm sorry, a guy with a gun goes to a gun guy to ask him what to buy, to mm. ask him where to go shoot it. Yeah. To yeah. ask it, to, to ask him what kind of ammo so gun guys, in my opinion, Ooh, yeah, uh, from a marketing standpoint, you know, gun guys are the cool kids in the class because yeah. every gun guy has probably 20 or 30 friends that are guys with guns. Yeah. And he is their Yoda. He is their Yoda of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it gets annoying because everybody who has questions comes to you and it's always dumb ones. Uh, you know what? I think a lot of gun guys like it, though. They feel like Yoda. They feel like I'm so important because everybody comes to me. But I do remember one time back in 2013, someone I was one of my guys with a gun was talking to me, the gun guy. And I was talking about all this stuff. And he he told me, he said I was in the wrong business. I said, why is that? I love marketing. He said, well, you need to be marketing guns, MF, because that's all you ever talk about. That's what I realized. I didn't need to market guns. I needed to market tactical SH Astra T, and thus the dream began. True story. Oh, what's up, gun guys, gun gals, and uh, guys and gals with guns? We were just talking about the difference between guys with guns and gun guys, and we were just getting ready to transition into how a gun guy becomes a local warlord. Yes, because right. it is a process. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you were talking about how a gun guy um, can be the Yoda to his friends, right? He yes. might have 20 or 30 friends uh, that are, you know, guys with guns. They like guns. They enjoy shooting, but they're not into guns like he is. Or you get you the know? ones who are in the transition period. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right, because guys with guns can become gun guys. Yeah. Very you have them where, where they, like... They'll get some of it, and you can tell they're starting to understand, but they're still not quite. This is almost like a multi, mar, multi-level multi marketing pyramid scheme uh, I mean, by the NRA. Almost, yeah. So the gun guys recruit the guys with guns, train them up to become their own gun guys, and go recruit their own following. And when a gun guy has recruited 
enough gun guys, he then becomes a local warlord because he has a following of gun guys under him. Honestly, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much dead on. And so I, I think we figured it out. That's yeah. how you become a local warlord. So if you are the guy in your subdivision or your apartment building or your place of employment or your county, like me, um, that everybody is going to run to your house when the SH asterisk T hits the fan, or at least that's what they tell you all the time. Constantly. Um, it, you know, if you're getting people telling you that, you may be a local warlord. Yeah. Well, I don't need to buy anything, and I'm just going to run to your house. No, no, because I might shoot you depending on the day of the week <laughs> if it comes down to that. Well, but what would you shoot them with? Man, so, that, that, it, it depends on the mood and the scenario or the weather. Can we talk about shooting people on the radio? As long as they're bad guys? Yeah. no. Uh, so they have to be bad guys. Obviously. They have to be bad guys, and they're encroaching upon our castle. Yeah. We actually talked about this yesterday, uh, Fish and I. Fish was talking about this new show on Netflix called The Watcher. I keep hearing about that that I need. I, I'm hearing I'm missing out by not watching. Yeah, I'm done with Netflix for a minute. I just spent the last, like, two or three weeks of my life watching in the dark about some blind chick and it was irritatingly annoyingly addicting and so freaking stupid that I feel dumber for watching it but I was really depressed when it ended so I don't want to go through that again it's traumatic but anyway the, the, I hate that feeling I know, too. I know like my wife talking. my wife would say do you want to watch our stupid show like I yeah hear I guess and then it's like midnight. We're watching the sixth the sixth episode. I'm like, I want to go to bed. She goes, Come on, one more. Yes, yeah. that, no, that's how that, that's yeah. how they get you. But anyway, the Watcher uh, evidently is about some guy living in a house, got a wife and kids. Sounds familiar. And he's got like some sort of stalker. And this stalker is basically saying, I'm watching you. I'm watching your house. I'm watching your kids. The blood is gonna flow. You know. Actually, Fish does a much better job. Hey, Fish, can you be scary for me for a minute? Say something about killing uh, children. The children will die. The blood will flow yes. down the hallway. Yeah, I like that. Way down better. the hallway. <laughs> so um, we talked about what if in real life, he said, what if that happened to me? You know what? And, and so that brought us into a discussion where I said, well, first of all, you should always, if you're a local warlord or if you're, you don't even have to be a local warlord. If you're prepared mentally yeah. to protect your family, um, you need to think about what happens if somebody comes to my house to hurt my kids or my or or, or hurt me or my take my stuff or whatever. So your home, your castle, castle law. Yeah. Do you put a lot of thought into protecting it? What if somebody at the front door tries to get in? What if somebody breaks in in the middle of the night? What if someone ambushes you in your garage? You know, and people think, oh, that'll never happen to me. Well, it's happened to at least. Six or seven people I know in the yeah. last 18 months in yeah. the St. Louis area, and one of them were murdered. Yeah. Stabbed to death while his children were tied up in a closet. Yeah. And they were next. Like anybody who thinks it can't happen, it actually is more frequent than you think. Yeah. And he was just an it was a, you know, just a lawyer. You know, no, no, well, was a really, really rich lawyer, but nonetheless. Uh, he was a super one of the nicest guys I ever met. <clears throat> but anyway. Uh, it's happened to friends of mine here in Chesterfield. They have home invasions in the middle of the night. Uh, we've we've had instances. Um, 
where people in my car club, their security cameras have caught two carloads pulling up in front of their house. Their ring cam, you see a bunch of gangbangers jump out with AR pistols and Dracos, yeah. run up to the house, check in the doors to see if they're unlocked, and then run back and get in the car and go to the next house. You know, and that happens right here in like Wildwood. Yeah, I mean, this isn't North St. Louis. This right. is normal everyday areas yeah. where you don't think that will ever happen. So we talked about, you know, how do you how do you harden your home? How do you protect your family? What what do you do? And so I already kind of laid it out how I do it. Have you put any thought into that? Like what do you do? You live you live out in the out in the country. Yeah. Uh, but it's not too country. You're in suburbia country. Country enough. Yeah. Yeah, we both me and my wife both grew up in country country and it's like all right, we don't want to have to drive 45 minutes to be able to get dinner or go to Walmart. Yeah, but once you, without giving away, you know, I talked about all my sh- my stuff. You know, I, the cameras, the 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 thermal imaging, the the guns being hidden every fifteen feet in every mm. room, and yada yada yada. What is your like security plan? What do you do? What do you think about <laughs> to protect your wife and your kids? I have a four year old. There's Legos everywhere. Oh, the second le- you break in, you're going to be screaming in agony. Legos so like, on the floor. That's a good, <laughs> yeah. that's a good trick. No, there there is some nights where I'm like. Man, if somebody broke in here, <laughs> jokes on that. <laughs> but no, in reality, we have <clears throat> multiple locked doors. I I hate and love uh, sliding glass doors because it's glass. It's not hard to break in. Yeah, ooh, it's locked. You hit it with the brick and you're in. However, if you hit it with a brick, I am one of the whitest sleepers on the planet. So I think if you think about hitting it with a brick, I'm going to wake up. Mm-hmm. And luckily... I went with our floor plan and everything where I have plenty of time to get my family to a hard room and get whatever I want before I even have to react. Okay. A hard room. What? what t- tell me about your, <clears throat> the, uh, a hard room. Yeah. So I, a room I have planned and I specifically laid out our house and have my son in a certain room on purpose, because if anything happens, I go have my wife go directly across the hall Literally, I'm going to pop out, hold security on the hall. She's going to run across, grab him, get back into the room. I'm going to call. However, I live in Lincoln County. A, never know how long it's going to take cops arrive. Yeah. Could be five minutes, probably going to be 15. B, no offense to them. I know their training. Having worked with them, know some of them, uh, and I know mine training. I'm probably better off just dealing with it myself. Um. And at which point, as long as she is good and comfortable with it, then I clear out my house myself. Yeah. Okay. So what you really didn't talk about what this hard room is, though. Is this just a room that you guys have determined is the, this is the fallback point for the family, or is it really hardened in some way? I will get to that after the break. Okay. We'll be right back after this. I feel like screaming into the microphone after that. The... Such a good band, and the guitar is so good, but too bad Tom Morello is like a raging communist. Yeah. Like, hardcore. Yeah. Right up there with, like, Che Guevara. Yeah. Well, I like she, like wear, a rocking Che Guevara. Yeah. They wear Che Guevara shirts to concerts. You remember when I used to wear that Rudy Reyes shirt? That oh, was, you got so much that, hate. That looked like a Che, a che Guevara I shirt. I can't find and mine. And so many of these idiots on the internet were like, oh, TJ's a communist. Oh. Should I, oh, wait. I got the ultimate hate yesterday. What? Okay. So yesterday morning, I wake up, and uh, me and my son are like, what are we going to market today? Because yeah. my, my son actually does a lot of our email marketing. He does the heavy lifting every day. Uh, and Because, uh, you know, Chris Dixon, Fat Dark Earth, now is the producer for this podcast. Yes. So he's doing that. So 
Thomas is like, hey, let's do a let's do a new uh, bang can video. We haven't done a bang can. You told me that the bang can extra spicy. The, the new twelve gauge blanks we have for those are extra spicy. For those of you that don't know what the heck I'm talking about, um, have you ever heard of a flashbang? You know when the when the ATF shows up at your house, they shoot your dog and they throw a flashbang in before they enter tactically to take you down. Tactically ish. <laughs> wow. Fish, fish, you're on point today. I love well it. Well done, keep, sir. Keep that around. So, um, <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was not either. Wow. So, uh, a flashbang is a pyrotechnic device uh, used by law enforcement um, that is typically uh, thrown into a room. By your your lead breacher, uh, you know, or your number two. Is it the number two guy or the number one guy that throws the flashbang? I've never used the flashbang in your life. Typically, the number two guy does it. Or yeah. actually, right, because one guy's going to hold security guy. on the door, one guy tosses it, and yeah. then it goes, and then they move. A lot of times, it's your last guy. In the yeah. So, too. in this situation, my son, now, th- what we sell at Tactical SH T in St. Peter's and online at shop.tacticalshasterick.com is a civilian legal reusable flashbang. It, They're so awesome. Uh, it is legally called a distraction device. It operates on blanks. Yeah. Uh, so it is a blank firing device. This is not a firearm. You do not need a forty-four seventy-three to buy it. Uh, it is a blank firing device like a starter pistol. Legal in all 50 states. Legal in all 50 states. It looks like a space grenade. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, kind of like a little bitty, like a like a like a like a little weak little weakling's barbell, like a little little but but yet kind of a grenadey look. Yeah. So and it's got a pin, right? Which makes it safe. Like a real grenade, it's got a pin. Yep. And so you could load this thing with a primer. I think it's a shotgun primer. Um I think so, yeah. Or a nine millimeter blank. It's a two oh nine primer, whatever a two oh nine Yeah, two oh nine primer, a nine millimeter blank. So the primer goes pop the nine millimeter goes bang, but it also allows for the interchangeability. Uh, you can put in a mini shotgun shell blank yeah, and you can get the mini shotgun shell blank with extra fire and or smoke. Yeah. Which is really cool for training scenarios. Law enforcement agencies love this thing because, you know, real flashbangs cost a lot of money. They're hard to get yeah. and they're one time use. So this is something they can reuse for training over and over and over again. And only spend one time. Yeah. The only difference is a real flashbang typically has a timer delay. So you pull the pin, you throw it, yeah. the the handle comes off. Three to five seconds. Three to five seconds later, boom. Right? Uh, about 170 oh, DBs. About 170 decibels. And I want to say. Overpressure. No, something along the lines of like one million candela or okay. something for the. So a real flashbang is really bright and yeah. really loud. Okay, uh, and and you can't get them as a civilian unless no. you're law enforcement or whatever. It's I, I think you can, but you have to go through like an NFA process almost. To, ten to out of them. ten would not recommend. It's it's you don't want to get flashbang. Yeah, no. So um, what this is is it's a it's a civilian legal flashbang. It does flash. It does bang, uh, and with the shotgun shells, uh, the blanks, it is really loud. It, I'm going to say around 140, 130 yeah, decibels. It will definitely scare people and ring their ears. Yeah, right? if you're doing it in an enclosed location, I would definitely recommend wearing your pro. Yeah, well, so 
the uh, yesterday, my son's like, hey, let's go out in the garage and do a quick Instagram reel video so I can make a GIF for our email marketing. You know, a GIF's like an animated picture, okay? And so the whole idea is I'm going to, we put a GoPro on the ground, uh, on the concrete floor. Uh, we put a little piece of tape on the floor in front of it, kind of an X for me to toss the grenade at the camera yeah. without bowling pinning <laughs> yeah, the, camera. the camera or hitting the camera and blowing the camera apart that because this thing does have one hell of a, of a concussive blast. Yeah. It's pretty decent. All right. The fireball is probably three or four feet wide. Um, and so, so I go get an AR and make it safe. I put on my hoodie and my glasses. So I look cool. And uh, we take, we shoot this little, you know, 15 second video where I, 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 push the door open with my foot from outside of the garage, throw the flashbang towards the camera. Uh, the flashbang hits the ground, goes bang. And I come in and make a real quick entrance into the room, you know, whatever. And so we posted this on the tactical SHT Instagram page and my SIG underscore Glock and Colt Instagram page and the keyboard commandos, the gun guys, but the douchey ones. The keyboard commandos came out of the woodwork. There is there is much screeching. Oh, I spent 15 minutes in the fatal funnel. Have I ever heard of a fatal funnel? I backlit myself. I flashbanged myself. Did the bro bang himself? He crossed his legs when he entered the room. I'm not going to lie. That part triggered me. I was, I I was barely, it, was a, I, it was not. If you slow that down, I did not cross. They come you together. Rotated. It, was, it was close. But really, I had to move behind the camera. Anyway, so, it, you know, the point is the trolls came out at night and just lit me up. And I, I just told him, I said, look, I guess next time I'll have to disclaim that this is not a, you know, Tactics a tactical and a tactical room, a tactical garage clearing video. This is a product demo video for an Instagram reel. You little girls. Yes, and it's amazing how suddenly everybody's a CQB expert. Right. And I'll be honest, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, well, because honestly, you would have never entered that room like that. No. No. And I probably wouldn't have used a flashbang in the, in, in the daylight and stood in the, in the door. It was strictly for a video, but yet everybody wanted to hate. But the thing is... The hate is awesome because it actually strokes that algorithm. Engagement's engagement. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're calling me a dingbat or a dip crap or whatever you know it is. It's 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 tickling the algorithm and it's getting that uh, video more uh, more push. So if you'd like to go to that video, watch it, and give me a bunch you know give me a bunch of stuff, I would welcome that. Or you could go there and defend my honor. <laughs> you know, somebody's got to right. What did you think when you saw the video? We're going to start a GoFundMe for TJ to take room clearing class. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like I had talked to you prior and you told me about how that thing went off. Uh-huh. So when I watched it, I'm like, okay, let's, that I was analyzing like, was that concrete flying? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it blew a chunk no of the joke. concrete floor apart. So, like, I hope my wife doesn't listen to the show all <laughs> of a sudden. But there's a giant uh, burn mark and some concrete missing from my con- from my floor in the garage. Um, so that was a learning experience. Like, um, I wouldn't use it on an actual op. It's still not – it's it's distracting, but it's not disabling even yeah. temporarily. But it's borderline. Yeah, I, it's I think borderline. I, I think if you were actually going to use it, you know, chucking it to the back of the room would probably be a better idea than just tossing it into the room. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it will yeah, actually throw it at the bad guy because it's going to hit and explode. They're going to freak. You know, it is going to distract them yeah, quite a bit. It's impressive. I honestly, because we've had the uh, the one-time use ones, mm-hmm. and they work pretty good, so I was expecting them similar to that. It's No, it's it's significantly better, although we've got the, uh, for anybody local, we finally have restocking on our cheaper one-time use ones. Those should be on the way here shortly. Now, what company makes those? IWA. IWA, that's And this right. time we have not only the regular, the multi-bang, but yeah, also the It's the like a triple bang, bang, right? So they've got, yeah. they've got a new one. So IWA makes a flashbang that is also civilian legal. Yeah. It is a pyrotechnic, yep. not a blank firing device. So it's a one-time use explosive device, yeah. very similar to a firework, right? Basically, you're throwing a mortar. Yeah. Very similar to yeah. our, without all the sparky things that come off of it. Yeah. That'd be a lot better, though. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. You want to distract a room, throw a freaking mortar in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is a pin-enabled device. And uh, does it go off on impact or is that delayed? No, these are delayed. They're these delayed. have like so two to four seconds. So better for training, moves. yeah, because it actually allows for delay. And it's similar to an actual flashbang. It has the thumb clip. It has the pin. Yeah. You're doing all the same. Fits procedures. in the. It fits in the same. Uh, the pouch. same pouch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the thermobaric, which is just a little bit louder. The multi bang. You're correct. It's one main bang and then two. I was three disappointed. I saw a video with that yesterday uh, that some IG dude did, and uh, it really to me like. It's like, bang, pop, pop. So the, the second and third one didn't have much concussion, and it I really if, seemed fireworksy. I wonder if there's uh, like consistency issues with it, because I've seen some where the main one is loud, and then the following ones are even louder. Huh, so I, I think that might be consistency issues. Uh, Orion Training Group has got some good videos using it. They utilize it a lot. But also, and you didn't even know this. I haven't even told you this yet. We have... Six different colors smoke coming, which do have, smoke. Do we have yellow? Yes. Yeah, because I want to make some radio radiation videos with our new Mira CBRN masks. There you go. Yeah. So I have a phone call tomorrow because he's going to get us on track. Apparently, it's not as difficult to ship, and we can ship the, since we do ammo, the smokes. So we will be able to sell the smokes online as well as in store. Oh wow! Um, so we can ship the smokes. We can't. Yep. We can ship the tactical SH Asterix T uh, bang can, the reloadable, um, the the reloadable uh, distraction device, uh, blank firing distraction device. We can ship those to your house, no problem. The IWA flashbang and triple bang or multi bang, those we cannot ship because they are a big time. Um, uh, hazmat. Yeah. Uh, it's like shipping fireworks. You know, we could do it, but it's going to be a lot of money and you're not going to want to pay it. But smoke, not the case. Yeah. But you can pick those things up at our store yep. uh, real soon. If they're not probably in stock yet, they should mm, be should here be maybe next, next week. week. Yeah. Should yeah be they, next week. We've been out of them for a long time because they yeah. go fast. Extremely. And yeah. this time we've got, see if I can remember, white, red, green, blue, yellow, and purple smoke. And I have seen... Um, I've I've seen some demonstrations of those on video. They actually put out enough smoke to create cover. Yeah, no, we uh, I've used surprisingly not much, but I actually have used the military issued smoke grenades. I'd say this is about three quarters of what those are easily, if not a little bit more. Uh, We the volume of smoke we were able to conceal a majority of the parking lot with one. Nice. Uh, I was I was thoroughly impressed by the smoke output on those. Yeah, the fact that I can't get those uh, military smoke grenades, I just bring my son's drift car, 
That yeah, we yeah, can that literally we can make the entire building disappear from the satellite in like five minutes. We've done that before. Yeah, yeah. Fire department came because they thought the building was burning down. Was that when uh, Mike Diaz showed up? Yeah, Mike yeah. Diaz showed up. Uh, a famous drifter from the Hoonigans, uh, also driver for Black Rifle Coffee, showed up, and uh, they smoked our parking lot. Um, you know, I'm probably the coolest boss around. I'm like, yeah, just tear it up. Brand yeah. new blacktop. Get get going. And ever since then, my son and his uh, TNT car club, uh, they're a bunch of drifters. They they go out and take the tactical SH Astro T drift car, and they do the same thing in the parking lot on a regular basis. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Creates a lot of smoke. A little bit. You know what I've always wanted to do with a drift car? What's that? Uh, I want to find a place. We need a big parking lot where there's nothing in the background, like out in the desert, uh, so that uh, a drifter can drive drifting, and Ball I could be shooting... Steel. Yes. Targets out of the car as we drift up past them using frangible ammo on steel. Yup, agreed. That'd be amazing. If you've got that place, let's put it together. Are we still on the air? Oh, yeah. Is there anybody still out there? We were just, I was just showing Alex how I didn't cross my feet when I entered that room. Actually, I did just a little bit. It was, it was a slight. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Why should you not cross your feet when... You're doing tactical movements or uh, at, a, at a shooting match. Um, you know, that's it's another place that you really don't want to cross your feet. And it's very difficult to learn. Yeah. Because typically when you, you don't think about it, when you walk, you, you're crossing all the time. Yep. But when you're when you're moving laterally from side to side, you know, you want to avoid crossing your feet. Why? So especially when you're uh, going to rooms or anything like that. You're going to have stuff all over. Furniture, there's stuff on the ground, rugs, chairs, stuff like that. And when you cross your feet, it just increases the chance of getting tripped up. That's, yeah. Because, that's all it is. Because your feet are essentially together. Yeah. Making you more top heavy. And now you can fall over and you've got no way to really catch yourself. Yeah. And what you really want to do too is you're not just what I like to do is I'm I can move fast but go slow at the same time, if that makes any sense. It's kind of hard to explain, but I'm able to move, I'd say, deliberate. I can still get through a house quickly but not have to make my feet go quick. I can take large movements, and I'll actually feel with my feet. Um, I've had enough bad almosts going into houses in the dark that I've learned just to use my feet as feelers. So... I'm very sensitive to crossing my feet because the fact that I've almost tripped on stuff so many right. times. Uh, clearing a house is one thing; it's cool. Everybody loves it. Clearing a house in the dark becomes an entirely different ball game on its mm -hmm. own, even with nods, because your depth. Well, nods makes it even even more trippy, literally, because yeah. you have no depth perception. And then, Unless, of course, in, you're using much more modern nods. You know, and I was it, using like. <laughs> Yeah. First gen PBS. Yeah, 14s. it was bad. No <clears throat> sevens. Yeah, I didn't I, have fourteens. It was sevens. When I clear a room, I go slow because it's smooth and smooth is fast. Mm, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> that really is like I hate that term, that whole statement, but it is one hundred percent true. Actually, you know what's more true than that though? Huh? Fast is fast. Yeah, no, that's true. Fast They're, is fast. And you know what? If you are fast, so a gunfight is all about being fast and accurate. Violence of action does work. Action beats reaction. Yep. 100% of the time. Yep. Uh, well, unless you miss. That, so that is also The accuracy true. point <clears throat> is the most important. So if you can be accurate fast, you're going to win. 100%. But you can't be accurate fast if you're on your... Ah, you know what I was going to say there? It was going to rhyme. 
I think you can say that. Can I say it? You can't be accurate fast if you're on your ass. No, it's true. I mean, and that's why you don't cross your feet. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's harder to fight going from on your back to standing. It's possible you can get back up, but God forbid you trip right as you're engaging someone. Mm -hmm. That just adds a a whole new level of complexity to the whole thing. And when you're talking about training, there's actually ways to get up because even though oh yeah, you know all the keyboard commandos, oh you cross your feet, you know, I guarantee you. If they're if they're running drills, if they're if they're clearing rooms, they're gonna be crossing their feet. They're gonna chicken wing once in a while. They're gonna be get they're gonna be getting slapped by the nun with the ruler. Yeah, uh, I'm, it's, I'm. It's how you train. It's how you learn. You make mistakes, and in real life, you're gonna make mistakes. I talk so, this stuff, and I still screw stuff up, and I'll go dry do dry runs through the house and be like, "Why did I do that?" Mm-hmm. Like I still do stuff I know better on, but that's also how you learn by screwing it up. Yeah. But the thing is, when you need to, part of training is knowing how to get back up off the ground. Yeah. You know, because you are going to end up on your ass sometimes. Yeah. Especially in a fight. Yeah. You don't know if somebody's waiting for you. And as soon as you come in, you clear your corner, but he's on you quicker than you expected and tackles you. Yeah. Stuff like that happens. I would recommend all of you out there, if you want to learn, in my opinion, one of the best ways to get your butt off the ground when you've been knocked backwards onto your back. Uh, in, uh, I'm not sure the technical terminology for it, but I believe in jujitsu, it's called a combat get up. I think so. Yeah. A combat get up. I cannot describe it for you on the radio or, you know, uh, but uh, if you Google it, I'm sure there's a YouTube where it'll show you. Uh, it's just a method of, uh, you know, putting one hand on the ground, dragging a foot back and you're up. You know, and and if you do it, I actually incorporate it into my workouts. It is, and it is a workout, especially throwing your plate carrier mm-hmm. and all your gear, and do it while and do it while keeping a, a rifle and do it while keeping a rifle or a handgun in a safe direction. That'll wear you out fast. Yeah, that basically gives me an. I, I want to do that. I want to. Yeah. I want to plate carrier up and get my green gun because I don't trust myself with real ones anymore. Um, you know, get my green gun and actually do combat get ups from the uh, from the the upside down turtle position. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's also not a technical term, but when I know it's official term, when I do the workout, I uh, I do uh, I, I I fall down, all right, because one of the things they teach you in tactical jujitsu is how to fall down. Yeah, right, because you're going to end up on the ground. The whole goal of jujitsu is to get you on the ground, even so, though it seems counterproductive to what you think you'd want to do in a fight. Knowing how to fall down is extremely important, and it sounds so stupid. Everybody knows how to fall down. Right, especially without you, without getting hurt. Especially if you drink a lot. Yeah. Um, but without getting hurt is the key. And yeah. so, uh, in jujitsu, you, you basically learn that if you're going to fall, you immediately go into like a, a an a, a, a butt to grass squat and then roll backwards onto your turtle shell. Yeah. Do they right? do the whole over exaggerated yeah, slap the ground? Slap their hands yeah. on the ground so you don't hit your elbows. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to hit your elbows on the ground when you go down. Yeah. Um, I don't do that. I need to do that. I don't do this on a mat. I do this on like a yoga mat on concrete. So yeah. I don't want to slap too hard. Yeah. Um, but uh, I typically just bounce my triceps, you know, and uh, don't hit my knees or my elbows. But uh, so you learn to fall down. This actually saved me in Florida a couple weeks ago because tactical training can actually save you from injury by regular everyday BS. So while I was preparing for Hurricane Ian, yes, uh, my wife and I were boarding up the house. Yeah. In boarding up the house, I had to get on a ladder. And uh, we're not talking about a tall ladder. It was like, 
you know, I think at this point it was a step ladder. I was only one of those four, a rickety four step step ladder yeah. uh, with a drill in my hand uh, that had a Dremel tip on it because I was cleaning off uh, concrete lag bolts, get the rust off of them and paint to get wing nuts on them with, uh, with plywood for the hurricane. And as I came down the ladder, I was coming down step three, step four, or step four, step three, step two. At some point, the ladder collapsed. It just kind of folded up on me, and I went down from, like, step three, yeah. right? Not real high. I wasn't up at the roof. But when I went down, I, I basically immediately went into that turtle back shell roll. Yeah. And my wife just looked at me, and she goes, how did you not get hurt? And I'm like, because I know how to fall down. You know, it sounds stupid, but it really does work. And then you know what I did? I did an MF in combat get up with that power drill, and I went, and I got my ass back to work. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow. I got more work to do. I'm going to go clear a room.